person A and person B are friendly. Maybe not friends, but friendly. They were friendly enough to where if person A were to throw a party, person B would be invited and vice versa. They're not close, but they like each other. There's a third party that connects person A and person B. And this third party is not a great person. They've done some weird things over a long period of time, showing more of a pattern than I think anyone realizes. And this isn't petty behaviors, like maybe you ditched your friends a couple times or forgot a birthday. Think illegal, objectively unethical stuff. The third party does things that show a lack of good morals, a poor mindset. Person B sees this behavior and begins to get grossed out and fed up. Person B speaks up and reports the third party. Anytime you report anything, of course, people have to begin to face consequences. So this third party begins to face consequences. In the wake of this report, and in the midst of the consequences that the third party is facing, Person A reaches out to the third party and wishes them and their family well. This action, done most likely thoughtlessly, is going to change the relationship between person A and person B. This is going to cause a divide between the two. Person B is upset that person A could care for someone who has done so wrong and care for them to the point where you would reach out to them. Person A sees it as just being kind and would do this for everyone. It's not that person A cares so much, it's just that they want to be kind. Should people who have done wrong be treated with no respect or kindness at all? What do you think? Who is right? And why would they be justified in their opinion? There's a saying in Judaism that goes, if you are merciful towards the cruel, you end up being cruel to the merciful. Is this true? Let's attempt to find that out today. First and foremost, welcome back to the podcast, all of you please. First episode of 2024, Happy New Year. We're 11 days in, so maybe you're already settled into your 2024 vibe. Maybe it already feels like 2024 to you. Personally, it does feel like 2024 to me. I'll be so honest with you. And I really do think that it's going to be a good year. Let's check in. What are our projections for this year? What's it looking like for you? What do you expect? I expect a lot of happiness health, wealth, all right, success this year. I really just feel good about this year. I think it's an even year thing. Whenever it's an even year, I just feel like things go right. You know what I mean? Odd years always tend to be a little bit more odd. Wow. Anyways, (laughs) today we're going to be talking about the ethics of kindness. I want to get into how we view kindness and if we can at times be misguided in how we view it. There tends to be an overarching narrative that kindness is kindness, and that's all. If you're kind, that is good, no further questions. But if we dive a little deeper, I predict we'll find there's a little more to it than a heart of gold. If you can find the intention behind someone's kindness, I think you can find the pillars of their soul. Find the way their mindset works. Understand who they are as a person. Let's get into the situation a little bit more. Dive a little bit deeper into each individual and the story I told you. And then begin to discuss how kindness sort of plays a role in the bigger picture. Both in this situation, but also just in our daily lives also. 
I really hope you think and you have in your mind your opinion about who's right and who's wrong in the situation. I hope you hold on to that throughout this podcast and see the way that maybe certain arguments may sway you in one direction or the other. Also, important to note, this is not a black and white concrete situation. It's a hypothetical, first of all, and second of all, there's no right or wrong answer, and you're not morally or ethically wrong for being on one person's side or the other. Now, I may make an argument against one of those sides, but if you happen to be on that side, that doesn't mean you're automatically wrong. I'm not here to preach at you. I'm not here to even necessarily give you an opinion to believe. I'm more just here to have a little fun, play a devil's advocate on both sides. I wouldn't even say devil's advocate, actually. Think of it as more of just we're having a ethical discussion, all right? A debate, if you will. So, that being said, let's start with person A. I think oftentimes, when we show kindness to others, especially in the face of adversity, people either think you're clueless or wrong. If somebody's mean to you and you are still kind to them, hey, it's like that famous quote, all of my kindness is taken for weakness. People think you're a little mm, not all the way there if you can be kind to people who have been clearly mean to you. I would argue, though, it takes more mental strength and mental fortitude to be kind to people who have been mean in general, especially if they were mean to you personally. It takes a serious, serious, serious display of character to be kind to people who have been mean. And I'm not saying this is not sort of blanket statement, but I am saying that oftentimes when I've seen people be kind to people who are mean to them, it's oftentimes that they are consistently able to show that strength. I don't know. I haven't seen many awful people be kind to people who have been mean, if that makes sense. Now, what makes people able to do this is a really, really big and important question. What makes people able to be kind to people who are mean? Oftentimes, hurt. Hurt in general affects the way we see others and it affects the way we can see the world. One of my moral codes, by the way, like one of the pillars of my life is do not let heartbreak turn your heart cold. Do not let people not loving you make you unlovable. What I mean by this basically is that oftentimes when we experience heartbreak or rejection from someone, we can kind of grow cold and indifferent to it as a way to cope with that rejection. So maybe sometimes we drift away from who we are and we start to become somebody else because we don't want to be unlovable. And if ourselves like wasn't lovable by the person we wanted to love us then that must mean we are unlovable so if we become somebody else then we should be able to be loved or you just become a little bit bitter you become a little bit mean you view everybody maybe of a specific gender or of a specific race even which oh a little deeply problematic but you know we can move forward with that but we can begin to think of like certain people or things as overall awful and that can be very harmful to us we can begin to 
remove our ability to be loved and love others because we've experienced heartbreak. You can become cold. You can become indifferent. You can begin to play the nonchalant game. You don't want to be caught caring again. You don't want to be caught putting yourself out there again because last time you did, you got hurt, right? I think that's one way hurt can affect us and change the way we view people. Another way is through dun-dun-dun kindness, actually. Some people get hurt, and instead of being mean, they become nice because they understand what it feels like to be hurt. It becomes a priority for them to make sure that they aren't making other people feel like that. And any chance they can to make sure that people don't feel that way, they take. They ensure and ensure and ensure and ensure their kindness and they provide and they show and they do everything they can to make sure that people know their kindness. I want to bring up the POC child experience. POCs. If you are on POC TikTok or if you have a POC friend and are a POC, there's always going to be a slight running joke about the experience of facing maltreatment from your parents. Whether it's direct physical attacks or just the way they talk to you or just whatever it may be, there is a running joke among POC kids that, you know, our parents are pretty fucked. <laughs> but it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? The, the best way we can deal with it can be humor. Now, if we were to take that a little bit deeper, go beyond the joke. Facing maltreatment from your parents, in whatever form it comes from, forces you to confront horrible people and actions at a very young age, and forces you to find a way to deal with it. Some turn to kindness, as I mentioned before, and attempt to be a far cry from their predecessors. Some people, unfortunately, become their parents but oftentimes when you're that young and you're facing treatment in a specific way from a parent you have to find a way to cope you have to find a way to deal with it these are your parents now I don't want you to ever have to imagine what it would be like to be abused by a a parent what I do want to draw attention to though is If a child faces something from a parent, how are they meant to look that parent in the eye the next day or the day after that? Think about it. You're, well, not you, but there's a child who has to confront their parent day after day after day after seeing the maltreatment towards them. So this is horrible, right? Obviously, it's completely wrong to not be kind to your kids and abuse your kids. Not okay. So how are kids meant to deal with that mentally? A lot of them become extremely kind. They don't know how else to deal with that. And if you can face something as horrible as your parent being in a spe- being a specific way towards you, then everybody else kind of becomes fair game. If you could deal with it from your own parents, then of course the guy who called you 
a shorty <laughs> is going to be a little easier to deal with. It's fine. I'm not going to do anything. It's okay. I wish him well. You know what I mean? It's going to force you to be able to still see good in people even when they're doing wrong because these are your parents. And if you can see the good in people even in the height of them doing wrong, it slowly over time begins to become a part of who you are. Again, moral pillar. If you can find the reason behind the kindness, you can find the reason of who they are. Now, some questions about that. If I'm kind to you because I value being kind, is that genuine? If I just want to be a kind person and that's why I'm kind to you, is that kindness? If I would do it for anyone, is that kindness? What if your kindness was born out of a coping mechanism? Kindness is still kindness, right? Surface level, yes. But if we dig a little deeper, we have to ask, what makes you want to be kind to people who are mean? What does that do for you? Why do you feel a need to do that? Let's move on to person B. <laughs> kind of leaving you on an open-ended question. We'll get back to it. Don't worry. I got you. Person B, if you find joy in seeing bad people brought down, if you believe that when bad people do bad things, they deserve to suffer, what really is it about? I'm going to give you an example, a current event, if you will. People get canceled in this generation when they do wrong, right? Right now, another TikToker <laughs> is getting canceled for saying <clears throat> the N-word. <gasps> All right. Now, the conversation online about this is not the racism, the lack of education, moral ethics of conducting yourself this way, or points on how to be anti-racist. People instead are talking about how dumb everyone is for making the wrong people famous. Because if you're stupid enough to say this, you shouldn't have a platform. Stupid, in, stupid enough to, to be racist? It, is that what they're getting at? The reason I was being facetious with the <gasps> N-word is because people for years, in this generation especially, but like, I don't want to even say in this generation especially, I want to say this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this, to be quite honest with you. People in the four years, within the past couple of years, have used issues like racism, misogyny, homophobia, and more to knock people down a peg. I assume, and this is just my assumption, that none of these people actually care about racism because of two things. First thing, people only seem to care about racism when a white creator says the n-word and not when black people face discrimination in their workplace, including on the app, TikTok. I bet if I were to go through these people who are getting mad at this TikToker for saying the n-word, if I were to go through their followings, how many black creators would I find? Anyways, black people being wrongfully inca incarcerated. Black people being killed, microaggressions in everyday life, etc., etc. People do not care about that. People are not banding together over that. People aren't unfollowing and blank is over party over that. But God forbid a white TikToker says the N-word and suddenly we're all activists. Suddenly we all care. Suddenly we're all anti-racist. 
Number two, if you cared about racism, I'm sure the goal would be for systemic change and clear correction of behavior over being satisfied with deplatforming a random creator. I would assume you would want to know that this person changed and see change. As a woman of color, as a black woman, if somebody is racist, if somebody says the N-word, more than I would want them to not be able to go to college, not be able to go to high school, not to whatever, I don't gain anything from that. What I would gain something from is clear correction of their behavior, knowing that they've been informed of why that's not okay. The ethics of racism. Read a book. If you're not even into books, there's plenty of documentaries, movies, YouTube videos you that can 100% educate you on black America and black rights and what it's like to be a black person in this country, in any country, and why you saying that is a level of disrespect that people I really don't think understand. Anyways, I bring this up to say that people can often view racism and other issues, homophobia, xenophobia even, um, misogyny, as something people did wrong instead of a deeply problematic and concerning mindset. Like, again, as I've stated before, people don't actually care about the racism in this situation. They just know it's wrong. So to them, they view it as, well, you know, this is just a wrong thing, and I know it's wrong, so it's they should lose their platform for it. And I don't disagree. But what I'm trying to point out is it is wrong, but I, f- I fear that a lot of people view people saying the N-word as like, oh, it's just another thing that they did wrong. In the same way that homophobia is something wrong. Instead of understanding the actual implications of the mentality to do or say something like that. Anyways. (laughs) So, if we're viewing these issues, these deeply rooted issues, as pretty surface level, then how are we able to continue on with our criticism of them? When people enjoy seeing people fall, When they want no rights to the person who has done wrong, it's often because of a personal agenda and bias. Relating this back to person B, of when, sorry, this is person B, right? Relating this back to person A. When I mentioned of how when we're hurt, people can begin to deteriorate in our eyes. And we can even chalk up things like gender, race, economic background to sort of all being the same because of our personal hurt and experience with the person and that's kind of what I wanted to clear up a little bit more of that like what we're seeing here now of like personal bias I think oftentimes people just don't like when other people are successful in especially in America like whenever somebody blows up and I mean whenever anybody blows up everybody and their mothers comes behind them to drag them back down You see it with Olivia Rodrigo. You see it with Emma Chamberlain. You see it with Lil Nas X. You see it with almost every time a celebrity or influencer becomes famous. um, Everybody's right behind them to be like, here's 11 reasons why they don't deserve it. 
and at the top it's going to be something like racism which again isn't being used for actual uh, like awareness around racism but again to sort of deplatform a certain creator you want to see them fall and you don't want them to change which is really what gets me if you don't think people who have done wrong to a certain level of degree obviously like i'm not saying that people who are murdered deserve cake on their birthday but i'm saying that like if people do wrong things and you're right behind them being like they deserve absolutely nothing i have to wonder why again personal agenda and bias I believe upstanding people discern good from bad and hope that the bad become good. People who feel satisfied when bad people are bad and find joy in watching bad people fall apart often have a personal dog in the fight. But isn't this what they deserve? Kindness should it be reserved for only the people who have done right in this world. You don't deserve kindness if you've been bad. But should the people who have been hurt and affected by bad actions be trusted to have say in what happens to those bad people? The judicial system would say no. This is why we have representatives, lawyers, who study profusely and have to take extreme courses and exams to make sure that they are well adjusted and a very, very, very competent person in general. And then above that, have a clear and profound understanding of the law. Then you also meet that kind of high standard with set sentences already. If you do this, you will have to face this much time in prison, right? Then you mix that with an unbiased jury. How important it is that the jury has no personal stake in the matter and is able to look objectively at who is right and who is wrong and how much the person deserves to suffer for what they've done, if they've done it. Right? The whole, judici- the whole judicial system is built around making sure that people who are affected and people who are doing the affecting are able to come to a common ground of how to deal with the situation best instead of taking a personal vendetta and deciding personally what the other person deserves. It's inherently narcissistic to believe that you have say in how another person should have to face their sins. And listen, I'm not above that. I've been there. I've done that a million times. And I... You know, I'm working on it. That's all I can say about that. But being mean to or thinking people who have done wrong deserve no rights at all, no kindness, may not be the way, may not be giving what I think we think it's giving. There's this tweet that says, you can't be nice to everyone because being nice to certain people is inherently cruel to others. Listen, kindness is so much more than just kindness. If I'm kind to people who are wrong, if you are kind to people who are wrong, does this make you a morally good person? 
a person who is strong, a person who is able to see more than just surface level behaviors? Are you looking at the bigger picture? Or are you a friend to all? Does it depend on the situation or does it depend on the person? Do you think it's possible for somebody to be objectively kind? Kind in a concrete way. Their kindness extends to everyone in the same exact way and it's completely pure. Or do you think all kindness comes from personal bias and agenda? People want to be kind. People want to be good people. People want to feel good about themselves and the things they do. They want to be able to look in the mirror and say, I did good today. Or maybe it's people feel a need to seriously, seriously, seriously be liked by everyone. That last one's a little bit concerning. I'm not going to lie to you. That's just my opinion, though. I do think about this quote all the time. It's from Taylor Swift. She says, a friend to all is a friend to none. Now, did she come up with that concept? Absolutely not. But in the song, first of all, the song itself, come on. A friend to all is a friend to none. I think I may misquote this, but have two girls lose the one. That's kind of crazy. That was kind of crazy. She kind of ate with that. She didn't kind of eat. She ate. Anyways, the point about a friend to all is a friend to none is... It creates such a weird vibe. (laughs) And I, I wish I had another way to describe this. But if you can be friends with everybody, all that shows me, and I saw this girl on TikTok say this, she says, all that proves to me is you have a lack of discernment and are probably fake. People who are friends with everyone, and I think I said this on another episode, I said, People who are friends with everyone are a little bit like vanilla ice cream. There's nothing really to them. You have to be as generic as possible to get everybody universally to like you. Which means you have no backbone. You have no opinions. You have no morals. You have no standards. You are going along with whatever everybody else wants. But the minute you become chocolate ice cream, pistachio ice cream, honeycomb, you begin to have discernment. You have something you're standing on, standing on business. You are able to move through life and situations and people knowing who you are, what you value, and what you believe. If you aren't able to do that, then you probably are more likely to be fake because you're going along with whatever everybody else is. And let me tell you my train of thought. I do believe that a lot of kindness that we face from others is because of personal stakes. The reason somebody chooses to be kind to you or doesn't choose to be kind to you is going to depend more on them than it does you oftentimes. That's just because of the current generation we live in. I don't think this is objectively true. I think because of the internet and sort of the moral standing of society right now, oftentimes people act 24-7-365 in their own personal interest. Everything they say and don't say, do and don't do, is because of them and them alone. Do I think we make decisions with others in mind? Of course. 
But I do think at the end of the day, even the choice to care about somebody else comes because, well, I like them, so I'll do something nice for them. Now, kindness is supposed to be the opposite of this. Kindness is supposed to be a genuine extending of care pretty baselessly. You may not have done anything for me. Maybe you've even been mean to me, but I choose to be kindness anyway. I spoke about Judaism before. In the Bible, kindness is taught to be extended to everyone. All right? Shout out to Jesus for kissing Judas even when he was going to betray him. Well, now, Judas kissed Jesus. But, like, (laughs) Jesus was still like, Judas, come sit next to me at this Last Supper. Now, you can take that as either being extremely kind or petty. In my opinion, that's so petty. That's also so badass. If I knew somebody was going to betray me and I said, come sit next to me, I'd be like, wow, that kind of ate. Jesus kind of ate for that. Anyways, the point is, kindness in the way the Roman Catholics like to call it is being kind to everybody, no matter what, despite everything, right? But I don't know if that's true. I, at the beginning of this, when I was looking at the hypothetical, you know how I said, what do you think, who's right, and why are they justified? I would at first argue that it it does take mental fortitude to be kind to those who have been mean. And to a certain extent, I do agree. Especially if it has to do with personal situations, though. I believe that if it's personal, if you personally choose to be kind to somebody who's only been mean to you, then I believe that's a pretty admirable trait to have. And I do believe that takes a level of mental strength, and it does take a level of kindness. I believe that's true kindness. You were mean to me, but I'm still going to choose to be kind to you. And it's not because I feel a need to be kind, it's just because... I would gain nothing from being mean. And if I see... Now, I don't mean, like, go out of your way. Like, type of kindness. I do believe that you should have a limit. Because if you don't have a limit to your kindness, then, again, it goes back to that vanilla statement of then you're just trying to get everyone to like you. And you shouldn't get people who are mean to you to try to like you. Anyways... I do believe that if you can be kind to people within certain extents, within certain boundaries, that's true kindness. The problem begins when you become kind to people who aren't kind to others. Because then you become tolerant. You allow that this behavior is okay with you. Because even though they have did it, even though they've did it, even though they've done it, and you've seen it, you've heard about it, etc., you still choose to be kind to them. That's tolerance. That's accepting. And that is also not okay. Now, why do I think like this? Why is this my opinion? Because, honestly, I think of my best friends. And unfortunately, some of them have had to deal with some pretty bad people in their lives. I'd like to be as kind as I can be. I'm not saying I am 
a kind person. I'm saying I try to be as kind as I can be. All right. Let's be very clear. I try to be as kind as I can be. Right. But if I were to ever encounter somebody who was mean to my best friends, I would not, my initial reaction would not be kindness. Now, I'm not saying I would be mean, but I certainly wouldn't feel a need to be kind, to show that I care, to show that I accept what they've done. And it's not so much a personal vendetta thing or as much as it is, like, it's not even really a loyalty thing as much as it is that I know you've done wrong to others. If I allow this through my behavior, then what is the message you're receiving? Also, why would I feel a need to be kind to somebody who has been mean to others? It also becomes a thing about picking who are you more morally aligned with. If we were to take back person A and person B, person A showing kindness to the third party picks a side and it circles back to that quote, you can't be nice to everyone because that is inherently mean to others. It is aligning yourself with a certain moral behavior or even worse, it's showing that you don't care or maybe oftentimes in scary times believe you don't believe person b or even worse you believe it but don't care enough to stand on business personally i think that's fake as fuck on one level and even worse makes you a bad person if you can be kind to people who have been bad to you, if you can be kind to people who have been bad to others, those are two different things. Whose side am I on? Honestly, none. I think both of them are honestly pretty flawed in their statements. I think that I wouldn't agree with person A at all. I think it's weird. I think it's unethical and I think it's unnecessary. And I do believe that. If you want to be kind, sometimes the greatest kindness you can show is neutrality. You did what you did, and I'm going to be over here and allow you to sit in that. I hope you change, and that's it. That's the kindness you extend. That, I think, would be the best way to handle the situation for person A. If being kind is so important. Person B, however... To believe that nobody else deserves kindness and to be upset with somebody over being kind, I think also is a little bit tone deaf and a little bit looking at it very surface level. If I was in the situation, I'm not. I wouldn't like to be. But if I was in the situation, like I said, neutrality can sometimes be the best thing you can do. I don't hate you, but I also don't love you. I would just hope that you from over there can have your best. I don't need to talk to you about it. I don't need to coach you through it. I don't need to hear about how it's going. I just need you to change. Again, neutrality at least gives you a level of kindness that you're looking for, which is not 
wishing bad on people, but also allows you to still be a morally correct person. Kindness is not something that should be exercised to make you liked. That's not what kindness is. Kindness is not, oh, I'm going to do this so that they like me. Kindness isn't, I'm going to do this so I can be a good person. Kindness is thoughtless. Kindness is inherent. Kindness is ingrained in you. It feels natural. You feel compulsed. In the same way you have to go pee, you have to go be kind. It's just impulse. Whenever you're going out of your way to be kind, you're really marking on different territory. And this is why it's so important to really dissect and go deeper into where kindness is coming from. I'm going to give you a quick anecdote. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I didn't realize it until I experienced it, is when people are kind to me to get something out of me, whether that be a romantic relationship, whether that be I need they need a favor, they need something, whenever people become kind to receive something, again, it begins to falter. I think, and this is going to be my virtual signaling flex of the day, I genuinely believe that my kindness is as authentic as it gets because I can be kind to people who have been personally mean to me and then not want them to do things in return to me. I can objectively see when I'm being kind and be like, okay, that was a nice thing to do, right? That doesn't mean I like them, though. That doesn't mean I want them to also do nice things for me. And I think that's where it becomes also faulty. If you're doing kindness and either expect kindness in return or would want kindness in return, you have to be careful with who you're being kind to then. There's different levels of kindness as well. There's overarching, overextending kindness Everybody is going to be, you know, at the receiving end of your kindness or there's individual kindness. I'm kind to who I want to be kind to. Both honestly can be faulty. It's not that one is better than the other. It's more, again, if you can find the reason behind why you're kind, you can find who you are. You can find your intentions, your mentality. Understand if this is genuine or a coping mechanism. Now, what's our conclusion for today? Honestly, if you're going to be kind, do it right. Don't be fake. Don't be kind because you feel like it's the right thing to do. Be kind because it's what you want to do. It's because it feels natural, because it feels aligned with who you are. If you're being kind because you feel like you have to, because you're trying to prove something, that's not kindness. And you're weird for that, I'll be honest. That being said, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, and I'm wishing you a good week. Whatever this must, whenever you're hearing this, I hope it's a good week. I hope it's a good day. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time on the podcast. I love you very much. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.